Welcome back to my show. My next guest, Kimberly, is preparing to do absolutely amazing things in the lives of teenagers and foster care. As a former foster youth, she knows firsthand what it is that these children need, and she's there to provide it. So please welcome her to my show. Welcome to my show. Thank you so much for being here today. Could you just go ahead and just introduce yourself and let us know who you are and what you do in the world? Sure. My name is Kimberly, and thank you for having me here today. What I do currently, I'm an assistant manager at a pharmacy, and I have a baby girl, so I'm a mother too. I was born and raised in Brooklyn, New York, born and raised with my other siblings. I have an oldest brother and two younger siblings, a sister and another brother. My mother raised us in a household, in an apartment, and in a project. So it was a lot going on during that time because living in the projects, it could be rough for a child growing up there. Limited resources, most of the people living there is on assistance from the government. So a lot of things are really hard for us, but she never showed any type of hardship to me when we were younger, but that kind of went down the hill once she had passed away because she was like the backbone to the family, kept everything together. My mother took over, but it was hard for her to raise us by herself because it was four of us and none of the fathers were around. My father was like in and out whenever he chose to come around. But other than that, she basically raised us. We eventually went through like evictions. And then once we got evicted, went into a shelter. And then from there, went into foster care because of drug use from my mom. And during foster care, we just tried to make sure that all of the siblings were together. The only thing was my oldest brother, he was able to go off to boarding school. So right when the evictions happened, he was boarding on campus. So he basically had no knowledge of what was going on until we of course notified him but during that time it made it easier for him to not worry about what we were going through because he was okay we were just the ones that were really going through it to make a long story short (laughs) from there I wanted to go into the boarding school as well just because during that time I was in high school my first year kind of school a lot I didn't have any guidance We just went into foster care. I needed to be some type of model to my younger siblings who were with us. And so I I got the chance to go to a private boarding school. And from there, I stayed there for about four years, graduated, went to college at Hofstra University, and I obtained my bachelor's in business administration and a minor in music and entrepreneurship. And from there, I've just been trying to live life. <laughs> what, is, what was your experience being in foster care? So my experience in foster care, it was hard. And I say hard because I was the oldest one who was actually going through the foster care system. Like I mentioned, my brother went off to a private boarding school. So while he was there, he was able to stay with like his tutor who had tutored us while we were living in a project in Brooklyn. So luckily he just took him into his home and made him feel like home and but for us it was more like I had to be the backbone now I had to hold it down I had to be the mom Mm -hmm. in certain situations make a lot of decisions that at that time I didn't know how to make because you know I was just a kid myself but it made even more hard was that we got taken away from what we 
ultimately new as our comfort zone. Us always being together with the family, mom there. Yeah, my grandmother passed, but that just made it feel like home. And with her missing and we just go see visits, it just made it hard for any child that's in that position to see their mom on visitations. We didn't really have that many rights to things that we wanted to do. But I think the hardest part is trying to maneuver through that process and without guidance. I say that because through my whole experience in foster care, if I had never gone to the boarding school and from there into college, I probably wouldn't know what to do with myself because like I said, I was in school a lot. And when I was cutting school, it just lessened my opportunities for things. And I tried to surround myself with people who made it a little bit easier for me to gain access to the things that I was interested at the time. So that's what made it hard. A few other things is there were other children in the household who lived there because they were like children of the foster parent. They made it a little bit easier because we got along with them. We went out with them, did things that were fun, but it never really felt like home because I guess we were so used to moving around. Nothing really felt like a home. <laughs> it just felt like instability at that point. What advice do you have for children who are experiencing foster care? The advice that I would give them is to reach out to their agencies and see what type of assistance that they have for them. Because I know for myself, I didn't know anything like about independent living. They had checks for me before I went out of foster care. And I'm like, where were these checks at? There were times that I really needed money and I couldn't get it. Or I really needed food and I couldn't get it. My siblings, they were going through the same thing. Like, why are we in this situation? And we don't know how to go about getting some resources for us. Not only that, like they had some youth advocacy programs for youth and foster care where they taught like living essentials that were needed, communication, how to apply for a job, starting resumes, stuff of that sort. And they even have events, like just getting involved in what it is that you're interested in. From that point on, you'll learn how to grow and maneuver and continue those things later on in life. So what advice do you have for people who serve children and families? So when you ask that question, are you speaking about like the foster parents or like just in general? Anybody who serves children in foster care, because foster care is such a different type of population, it's not a one-size-fits-all. So if you are someone who is involved with children who are in foster care, what advice do you have for them? Firstly, I'll just say be very empathetic to the situations that the youth face. Because I know for myself, I was rough back then. (laughs) And it's because I had my guards up. I had to fight for everything that I needed at that moment. And like I said, there's a lack of resources. And these youth don't know how to obtain that. And learning about the youth, understanding their circumstances, understanding what they need, at least putting yourself in their shoes to get a perspective of how they're living life and think about the things that you will ultimately want out of it. Because before these youth become adults 
and then they're struggling just like another person who's homeless on the street without food back into the shelter system don't know how to manage money it's just so much more to life that they will need to know and being empathetic and being patient so what is next for you in your life as of right now, I am in the process of creating workshops and seminars for youth who are in foster care. I'm very passionate about giving back to them because being in foster care and going through the process is not easy. And I see that it's a need out there, especially, like I said, they transcend into adulthood early on, most of us, and we don't know how to manage our lives. And it's not... The workshops aren't going to be built on managing lives, but showing the tools and resources that are needed to help them eventually sustain and be independent and stand on their own feet. So that's what I'm currently working on. And I can keep you updated with that stuff. So I know you like mentioned that you wanted to start a youth organization. So why specifically do you feel like workshops is the route that you want to take? Truthfully, it was a hard decision because during this time, I didn't know what exactly I wanted to do and how, but I've been sitting down with a good friend of mine and she's been helping me think about different avenues to take. The reason I wanted to do a workshop because it's hands-on. I like in-person activity. The workshops will be around living essentials, like things that are needed for daily life, like cooking, cleaning, conflict management, emotional intelligence, housing and stability, stuff of that sort. It's just things that are needed. Not only that youth and foster care just need, but people need to know in general. And it's things that we get taught in schools, especially credit. One of them, we don't learn about that and crazy because one of the first time I've learned about credit was when I graduated out of um, college I didn't have no place to stay so I stayed an extra week on campus and I overextended my stay and I've already reached out to transitional housing but the places that I wanted to go to they didn't really have the availability because they were renovating stuff but the place that kept on contacting me back, which was through Good Shepherd Services, they were like, Kimberly, we have a spot for you. But I thought they were too strict with the times. So I'm like, nah, I don't want to have no curfew of coming in. Anyway, that was on the side note. Um, once I went to that location, I actually chose that location because I'm like, a beggar can't be choosy. At the end of the day, I don't have any place to go. And right after college, my family went through the whole shelter system again. So I'm like, I don't want to go back there. Once I got into transitional housing, I had a bill that came to me with my name on it. And I'm like, I never had Verizon. I don't understand how this came about. Mm -hmm. And they were starting to harass me after I started contacting them. <laughs> and I didn't know, like, you could wait it out a little bit and eventually it would go away. But to me, I'm like, what is this? And it got down to a point where I had to pay them some money, but I negotiated the price because it technically wasn't mine it was a family member who put it in my name so it kind of hurt me in the end so that's why credit is important knowing what it is what it can stem from how to grow and improve it but that's one of the topics that I do want to discuss for the workshops as well did I answer your question I feel like I'm 
<laughs> yeah, I was just, you know, just your mission and like what it is that like why just from all the different aspects, especially when it comes to foster care, why specifically you chose workshops. I know one thing, I guess I asked you as far as I know, like a lot of children are not receptive to workshops. It's hard because when you are 16, 17, 18 years old, you like, you don't really care. You know, like you don't really care about a lot of that stuff. So how would you handle expressing the need for your services? Like as far as when it comes to working with teens who don't really understand the reality of I'm about to age out. That is an interesting question because I never really thought about that. But my whole thought process was if I go to these locations directly, see which youth are interested and see if they could hold, not a mandatory thing, but something where they encourage the youth to come to, at least we'll hold them for a certain amount of time and we'll just explain the importance of these things, what it leads to, how it affects them. And of course, like me being one of the people that might be a part of that situation, I could share my story and tell them about what I've been through and how it's helped me and why I think it's important for them to know about it. Because like I said, it's not taught in schools. Mm. Things that we have to pick up as we go along in life. What would you tell your younger self if you could go back and have a conversation? Because I know you said you was a little off the chain. So what would you go back and tell yourself? I would go back and tell myself that everything is going to turn out fine. Just be persistent and have a goal in mind to that, like, that I want to reach. Because at that time, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I just knew that I saw bad things happening. We got evicted. We went into a shelter. We went into the shelter. I was in school. My mother had to come pick me up. They were already taking the stuff out the house. So... All I had left was a toothbrush and everybody had their stuff packed and ready. And I'm like, okay, so I'm just going in with a toothbrush. We're going to clean this up real quick. No, but going into, yeah, I would just tell myself that it's okay. Like we fall sometimes, but that's a part of the journey. We just have to know how to get back up and we have to make sure we get back up. And how we do that is by staying open-minded, staying in connection to people. I noticed during my time, like through the foster care system and stuff, I lost contact with a lot of people too, because at that time I felt the people who I thought I needed at that moment, I really didn't. And it kind of hurted me, like stay in contact with the people who actually care to reach out to you too, because they're truthfully trying to show you the support that you need. And at least accepting that somebody is there showing support, it just shows you that somebody cares for you. It's just being aware of it. So how can listeners stay connected with you? You could contact me through my Instagram at Kimbo's. It's K.I.M.B.O.S. So did you have any last words before we wrap up? Yes, by the way, Kimbo stands for Caring and Making Better Out. I didn't even know I stood for something. I thought it was your nickname. <laughs> That's cool. All right. So thank you all for watching, and I will see you all in the next video. Bye. Bye.